You are listening to the Stand with Dignity podcast. Please subscribe to our Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen. Wassalat wassalam ala Sayyidina wa Azimina. وحبيب قلوبنا وشفيع نفوسنا أبي القاسم محمد اللهم صل على محمد وآل محمد وعلى أهل بيته الطيبين الطاهرين وأصحابه الغر الميامين الحمد لله الذي جعلنا من المتمسكين بولاية سيدي ومولاي علي بن أبي طالب صلوات الله وسلامه عليه الحمد لله الذي هدانا لهذا وما كنا لنهتدي لولا أن هدانا الله أما بعد يقول الله في كتابه الكريم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والسلام علي يوم ولدت ويوم أموت ويوم أبعث حيا December the 25th is known as Christmas Day and is normally associated with the birth of Jesus, son of Mary. For all of us who've lived in the Western world, Christmas Day has always been a day of importance. And the period of Christmas generally, without a doubt, is one of the most joyous periods you could ever go through. Whether you're a Muslim or indeed a non-Muslim or indeed a non-Christian even of other religions, you find that without a doubt, it's a season of festivity, a season without a doubt where there is much happiness, a season without a doubt in which you experience a lot of warmth from those people around you. And therefore you find for us Muslims who had to move to the Western world for different reasons, either because of our studies or because of immigration and being refugees, when we came to Christian-majority countries, we found that that particular Christmas spirit was something which we, without a doubt, at times would be part of. You would recognize that those around you would in many cases be in the best of moods. And many of them would either recognize Jesus as being the Savior, or recognize that this was the period which for many years had been associated with his birth. Of course, for us as Muslims, we recognize his birth as being of the utmost importance. When we see in the Quran, as we stated last night, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, Wassalamu alayya yawma walidtu. Peace be upon me. Nabi Isa alayhi salam states, On the day that I was born. Therefore, in the Quran, in Surah Maryam, not only do we look at the date of his birth in the sense of how glorious an occasion it was for the whole of mankind, and a mercy from God for the whole of mankind. And that no Muslim can achieve salvation without believing in the greatness of Nabi Isa alayhi salam. At the same time, people begin to ask the question, how much can we actually celebrate the 25th of December? Islamically, do we believe that Nabi Isa alayhi salam was born on the 25th of December 
If not, then how can I celebrate his birth on the 25th of December? Islamically, if there is another group of people who celebrate his birth, can I go up to them and say to them, for example, Merry Christmas? Can I go and celebrate with them? And these celebrations, of course, differ between neighbor to neighbor. There are some neighbors who we may see have Christmas trees, and now we see Muslims with Christmas trees. There are some neighbors who have a meal where they may all, for example, cook a turkey, let's say, on Christmas Day. And you see now Muslims, for example, cooking turkeys on Christmas Day. There are some neighbors who may have a party where they bring their whole family together. And there are Muslims who have parties where they bring their families together. There are some neighbors in the Christian community who may bring gifts for one another when it comes to Christmas. And there are Muslims now who open box gifts on Christmas Day. We are all, of course, for the interaction between ourselves and people of other religions. At the end of the day, recently we saw the Pope visiting Grand Ayatollah Sistani in Najaf. And that visitation highlighted the importance of dialogue between one another, importance of brotherhood between one another, importance of showing respect and fraternity with one another. But how far can one go in honoring the birth of Jesus, son of Mary? If now I see every second Muslim household with a Christmas tree at home, and the children are now expecting that period to have a Christmas tree, and the children are now expecting that on that day gifts are to be given, is this something Islamically allowed or not? Yes, the religion of Islam recommends that a person honors Abraham and Noah and Moses and Jesus and Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi, the Holy Prophet Muhammad peace be upon him, his family. But to what extent, as in how far can I go? Because you will find that certain people have taken the culture in completely. Now that's one level. Another level is that people may be invited to Christmas dues or Christmas parties, work parties. Now, someone will say, but listen, you Muslims love Jesus. This party is in honor of Jesus. It's Christmas time. It's festivity time. It's when everyone comes together. And now I face a situation as a Muslim or as a Muslim where I see that alcohol is being served. Music is being played. As you know, Christmas is well known for the music that's played in that period. You ask Mrs. Michael and Carrie and others and they'll tell you, just how fruitful Christmas was for them in terms of their songs that came out in the Christmas period. And these songs are everywhere. And these songs are part of the party. So if I'm invited for a Christmas party at my school, at my college, at my uni, at my work, but this party honors Nabi Isa alayhi salam, honors the birth of Nabi Isa, so what could be wrong with it? The dilemma, therefore, that a Muslim faces is on the one hand, the Quran talks about the importance of all of us getting to know each other. Ya ayyuhannas, inna khalaqnakum min dhakarin wa untha, wa ja'alnakum shu'uba wa qaba'ila lita'arafu, inna akramakum anda Allah yadqakum. That all mankind, we created you from male and female, different races and different tribes. There are tribes and races in this country, Christians from Africa, Christians from Europe, Christians from South America, Christians from the Middle East. Remember, Christmas is not just here. I could go now to Iraq. 
And there is a very healthy Christmas atmosphere or community that goes back many years. One goes to the Karada district, for example, in Baghdad, or goes to the Atafiya area when they go to, for example, Masjid Buratha and see there's a history there. Masjid Hanana, for example, in Kufa has a Christian history. So when I look at all of this, I see there's a Christian community in Iraq, in Lebanon, in Senegal, in Nigeria. I see a Christian community in South America and Australia. I ask myself, therefore, the question that the Quran has said to me, you should get to know one another. But to what extent do I get to know one another? Is there a line that I have to draw? And by the way, this can extend to other areas. There are now Muslims who, for example, celebrate Halloween. This celebration of Halloween is completely forbidden. There is no such thing as a Muslim celebrating Halloween. But someone says, but you know what? Islam says get to know one another. I don't need to get to know one another by looking at a pumpkin's face. Or I don't need to get to know one another by watching scary films or having depictions of people wearing certain things. But can the Muslim household stop such a thing? Can the Muslim household bring up their children against the wave that they face of peer pressure when it comes to these areas. Therefore, this question may relate to Christmas, but can also relate to Diwali, can relate to Hanukkah, can relate to other periods where other religions are fest in festive moods or celebrations. Let us tonight examine that should the day that Jesus be born be a celebration irrespective of whichever religion, decides to celebrate it. And I'd like to do this in the following stages. Number one, in which year was Jesus born? And is there a difference of opinion? Number two, in which month is he believed to be born? And if it's December the 25th, is this something biblical? Or is this something that the Romans instituted at a certain time? Number three, when Imam al-Sadiq was told, that the Christians celebrate the birth of Jesus on December the 25th. Why did he say that this is a lie? And which date did Imam al-Sadiq say that Jesus was born? And how does that date relate to the story of the Quran when it comes to the palm tree? And when it comes to the story of the Bible, when it comes to looking after the flocks of sheep? Number four, what if my friends are all doing Christmas party or at work there's a massive party which will get me a promotion and remember it's honoring Jesus so is there an issue if I go or isn't there? And which youth in the Quran did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala praise as a group of Christians who held on to their beliefs although all around them had left them? Number five, can I for example go around and say Merry Christmas to somebody? said uh, my greetings to them can i keep a christmas tree in my house are these parts of the teachings of the religion of islam further than that is every muslim to be categorized with the same ruling when it comes to christmas or do converts have it a bit different and how one must we recognize to empathize with members of the convert community when it comes to Christmas, in contrast to those who are born Muslim, what type of Christians in our history supported Imam al Hussein alayhi salam, especially on the plains of Karbala? Let's examine this and dissect the topic in complete depth. If you ask any Christian in the world today, when, what year was Jesus born? You'll see 
that there's a difference of opinion when it comes to the year that he was born. Normally, you'll hear people saying somewhere between 4 and 6 BC. Yes. Because normally you'll see BC or you'll see AD when it comes to our understanding of history. Some will say that BC is before Christ. Although you will still see that his date of birth is 4 BC or 6 BC. And then you'll see, for example, after the death of Christ and how history develops from there. But in the Christian community, the year of his birth is different. There is difference of opinion. Some say 3 to 5. Some say 4 to 6 BC. Okay, So you have that opinion that comes forward that not everyone can agree on the year of his birth. Can everyone, however, agree on the date of his birth in the sense of the month that he was born on? No. Someone says, no, no. It's 25th of December at school. We have Christmas holidays. And the Christmas holidays are there to honor the birth of Jesus. I'm like, maybe symbolically they're there to honor the birth of Jesus. But for the first few hundred years after Jesus left this world, none in the Christian community celebrated the 25th of December as the birth of Jesus salam. If you look in the Bible, someone might think that in the Bible it's written 25th of December is when Jesus السلام, was born. Some might think that. But the reality is that in the Bible, I might say that, see for example in the book of Luke, that it might say someone from the town of David is born who's a savior. That's true, but it doesn't say 25th of December. I look at the Gospels and I'm trying to understand that in the Gospels, does it say 25th of December, Christmas Day, is the birth of Jesus? No. Where then do I find this? Remember, the early Christian communities never believed in the 25th of December as the birth of Jesus. I might even go back and say that some of them believe the 25th of March rather than the 25th of December. Oh, it was a few hundred years after Jesus left the world that the Romans decided that the 25th of December will be the day of the celebration of the birth of Jesus under the rulership of Constantine. Because up until that period in Western Europe, people, when it came to the 25th of December, they had celebrations, but they were pagan celebrations. Pagan celebrations, for example, the Germans used to sacrifice to Odin. You had the Norse who used to get these giant U-logs and burn them for 12 nights until that log would completely burn out the italians where there was a christian community the italians used to make sacrifices to saturn you know the planet saturn the italians used to make sacrifice because at that time there were a number of people who believed in these pagan rituals they'd get together when they'd get together on the 25th of december nobody in the christian community had come forward and said 25th of December is the day that Jesus السلام, was born. Rather, what then happened is people were looking at these pagan practices that were taking place. When they were looking at them, they said, hold on, these pagan practices have overwhelmed or overcome the whole of Western Europe. Let us instead of burning the eulogs or instead of sacrifices to Odin or instead of giving gifts in the name of Saturn, why don't we, for example, come and give this sacrifice to where? To recognizing the birth of the Savior of mankind. 
the son of God, Jesus, son of Mary. So what then happened was that the Romans decided to institute under Constantine that the 25th of December, instead of sacrificing for the pagan gods or the pagan planets, rather come and make your remembrance the remembrance of Jesus, son of Mary. Therefore, many who came forward today, they thought that the 25th of December was always believed in by the Christians that this is the birth of Nabi Isa alayhi salam. No, the early Christian community, there were some who completely rejected such pagan ideas. When they saw the pagans going towards 25th December, from then on, everybody decided that the 25th of December should be what? Should be the day that we remember Jesus, son of Mary. Do we as Muslims believe that Jesus, son of Mary, was born on the 25th of December. But if the Christians don't believe it themselves originally, then how's it going to come to us for us to believe it? There are certain things that the Christians believe that we, for example, completely reject. But there are certain things the Christians reject. We're not going to end up believing in the sense. You find here that when it comes to the Muslims, if you now were to be asked by someone, where was Nabi Isa born? What would your answer be? And if you were to be asked, where was Nabi Isa born? You were to be asked, where was Nabi Isa born? You open the books. And then someone asks you, when was he born, Nabi Isa? I know that Rasulullah there is a difference in the literature. Some say he's born on the 12th of Rabi'ah al-Awwal. And others say he's born on the 17th of Rabi'ah al-Awwal. Nabi Isa, I said the year that he was born, there's a difference. How about the date? Which month? Do the Muslims know which month he was born? Remember, the Christians themselves have given over 150 different possibilities as to where and when. Because there are some who came and said, even where he's born, where are we looking at? Nazareth, Bethlehem. Bethlehem, Judea, Bethlehem, Galilee. Even amongst the Muslims, when you come to ask the question, where was Nabi Isa born? Some people mention, for example, that his mother had taken him to Masjid Boratha. Masjid Boratha in the Atafiyah area towards Baghdad. That was originally a church until Imam Amir al-Mu'mineen alayhi salam, upon going past it, he then asked for the monk who was there who witnessed the miracle. Many of you have heard when Imam Ali put his feet down and the spring, the spring gushed forth and that monk knew that only a prophet or a successor of a prophet Sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi stands here and recognizes this place and its importance. And then from 37th after Hijrah, that Masjid Boratha became a center of importance for the Muslim community where the Imams mention that Maryam came with Isa salam to this area. But we have a problem. In another hadith of the Imams, they mention Karbala al Hussein that Sayyidah Maryam salam washed with that water near the grave of Imam al-Hussein and that's where Imam, uh, Nabi Isa salam, was born. So now we have Masjid Boratha, we have Karbala, we also have in our traditions where people expect Bethlehem, yes, Bethlehem. So in our traditions, there is an uncertainty. I don't know about the presence of palm trees in that area. In contrast to Iraq, you're always going to find palm trees everywhere in Iraq, but there's a difference of opinion here. But I don't have much of an issue. When it comes to his birth, question, when was he born? People ask this question. And you find 
that one opinion is an opinion that was given by who? Hassan, the son of Ali al-Washa, when they were with Imam al-Rada alayhi salam, he says on the night of the 25th of the Al-Qa'dah, we were with Imam al-Rada alayhi salam, he said this was the night in which Nabi Isa was born, and the night in which Nabi Ibrahim alayhi salam was born. On another occasion, there is a narration when Imam al-Sadiq alayhi salam is told by a group of people that the Christians say Jesus was born on December the 25th. Imam al-Sadiq alayhi salam, let's say is living about 600 odd years, 700 odd years after Nabi Isa alayhi salam. So he's aware that there's a Christian community now who celebrate the 25th of December. He said they utter a lie. Nabi Isa alayhi salam was born in the middle of June. Now, this is interesting. The longest day of the year, if I'm not mistaken, is around that time. Yes, around the middle of June. If not around, maybe, I don't know, June the 20th or something. And you find, therefore, that Imam al-Sadiq alayhi salam, something very interesting. There was an Australian astronomer. I think his name was Dave Reckey. He looked at astronomical calculations dating back to when Christ was born. And he mentioned how the two planets, Jupiter and Venus, were so close to each other and something so rare that there was an unbelievable amount of light that shone in the area where he was born. The longest day of the year, the unbelievable amount of light, yes. and the fact that you're not exactly going to be taking sheep out in Christmas time. Yes, a shepherd and the, is not going to take his sheep out in the night of the cold of Christmas. Although some will mention that some sheep in Palestine, for example, were of a type of breed that could come out. But palm tree as well, Maryam dates, you're looking more summer than you're looking at winter. And so even when the Bible says the heavenly star shone forth and there was a brightness, we don't deny it. Because if this astronomer is even saying that at that time, these two planets were so close to one another, and we believe that Imam al-Sadiq alayhi salam in the work Tuhaf al-Uqul mentions that the light had shone forth when? In the middle of June. So you see that Christians, some believe that Isa alayhi salam was born in the spring. Some believe March 25th. Some believe that in the summer, some came forward today and say Christmas Day. But many pastors of the Christian world, if you were to go up to them now and say to them, Jesus was born December 25th, they'll say to you no. Many of them. Very rare that you'll find a single priest or pastor, bishop, cardinal, even Pope Benedict will not come forward and say December 25th. But they'll say that this is a period when we celebrate the birth of the Son of God. Problem. Problem. What's the problem? The problem is that the Quran says, The Quran says that those who say God is the Messiah, or the Quran says those who say that God took for himself a son, they are disbelievers. Now when I come to Christmas and I meet somebody, who's a devout Christian, they'll say this is the birth of the Son of God, or God in the human flesh, automatically becomes an issue for me. Automatically. Why? Because I am now, if 
I am now in a world of promoting the belief of Jesus is God in the human or Jesus is God or the son of God. I'm promoting kufr. I'm promoting disbelief. How can I celebrate in my household that which the Quran in Surah Al-Ma'idah is saying? Those who say that he is what? The third of the three. Those who believe that he is the son. Those that he believe he is God. I know Christmas that's around me. The devout ones believe this is the birth of the son of God. So automatically, for me as a Muslim, someone says, but Sayyidina, come on, bro. Like it's a period of fun. And Listen, don't get me wrong. I love Christmas. Don't get me wrong. In the face of an atheist push, I want to push the belief in Jesus, son of Mary. Because we live in an atheist world which wants to deny all these things or wants to deny even a presence of a God. So I want to push the idea of honoring Allah's prophets. But at the same time, I'm not going to let people's peer pressure dictate me in having to promote that which brings about a contradiction with the Quran. Let me give you an example in the Quran of a group of Christians who the people of their time had left the message of Jesus. They decided to remain on his path. Who? Ashab al-Kahf. The companions of the cave. You've read the story of Ashab al-Kahf, the ones who slept for 300 years. Ashab al-Kahf, some call them the seven companions of Ephesus. Yes. Towards the Izmir area of Turkey. You found that they were devout. How many of them, Baba? Seven, eight of them. Subhanallah. Seven, eight of them. Then they had a shepherd and his dog with them. You know what these people were? They were young, rich, devout Christians in the original meaning of Christianity. Young and rich. They could have had anything in this world. And their people were on a deviant belief at that time. They were some of the few who remained on the idea that there is one God. Jesus is a prophet of God. Yes. These people were forced into trying to follow what everybody else followed. Forced into follow the status quo. Did they give in? They did not give in. Even when the king was told that, listen, you know these lot, they come from very well-known families. And believe you me, that's the only reason he gave them a chance. That they come from very well-known families. But they don't want to worship that which we worship. They don't want to follow that which we follow. They don't want to celebrate that which we celebrate. Nabi Ibrahim, by the way, Nabi Ibrahim was known because of the fact that he swam against the tide of his time. He was known as a Hanif. The whole tide of your time, we have to get a Christmas tree. You know, they got a Christmas tree. We have to bring presents. They got presents. We have to celebrate. They celebrate Christmas. What is all of this? Wallah, there are Muslims now on Facebook who dress up wearing the Christmas uniform. There are Muslims who sit next to a tree, which tree has nothing to do with Christianity. At most, Martin Luther and the Protestant church may be credited with the rise of the trees. They now come and the children are taught about Santa Claus. I ask, who's Santa Claus? I say, the Santa Claus may have been, for example, a Greek bishop from a certain period. And the man may have done good, by the way. Because in one story, he helped three girls who could have easily sold their bodies. He looked after them. They were poor. And he's the man who went, he went to give gifts to those who were poor. I like the story. But remember, the origin of all of this is that Jesus, the son of God, was born. 
While that is the origin, then can I do this? No, I follow Ashab al-Kahf, the companions of the cave. They looked at each other one night. What did they say? When they looked at each other one night, they said that, do we continue in this way? We're going to get killed otherwise if we hold on to our beliefs. While everybody around us is promoting that Jesus is the Son, the Trinity, Jesus is God in the human flesh. So they decided that night, as the Quran mentions, that they were a group of youths who believed in their Lord. Some people believe that they were literally young. Some said that they were a bit elder, but because they had Iman, Allah gave them that power of the youth. They believed in their Lord. They left their town. People went search party after search party looking for them because they knew that these people had differed with the rest of the town. It wasn't easy if everybody else is going to a Christmas party and I'm not. Everybody else is going to prom and I'm not. Everybody else is celebrating Halloween and I'm not. But where's the Muslim identity here? Someone might say, Sayyidina, so you're saying that we can't be happy. No, be happy every day, Baba. Except Ashura, except Muharram. Be happy. Smile. You see somebody in Christmas time. Give them festive greetings. Tell them, celebrate. Tell them that this is a great and joyous time for the whole community. Don't look down at anyone. Don't be arrogant towards anyone. At the end of the day, these, this is a time where we are part of one community. But at the same time, try and do things different. For example, if I'm going to give a Christmas card, let's say, to somebody, why not put the ayahs of Surat Maryam in that card? Yes? The ayahs of Surat Maryam, put the ayah in the card and one of the verses, yes? Or the ayahs of Surat Al-Imran. إِذْ قَالَتِ الْمَلَائِكَةُ يَا مَرْيَمُ إِنَّ اللَّهَ اصْطَفَاكِ وَطَهَرَكِ وَاصْطَفَاكِ عَلَى نِسَاءِ الْعَالَمِينَ or others, Allah, and then mention Mention these ayahs. You as a Muslim have to go towards that direction. Of course, our maraja were asked that can I be happy in this time? Yes. Can I give greetings to my Christian neighbors? Yes. However, when they were asked how about attending celebrations, they said if these celebrations, A, include acts of fasad. I have been invited to a party, but that party, there's alcohol all over the place. I've been invited to a party. There's a music and a rave and everything going on. But they say it's high school or it's college or it's uni. Fasad means I cannot take part, even if it is bringing together people. Secondly, they said celebrate. Okay, I live in Baghdad. I have Christians. I have Muslims. I live in Lebanon. I have Christians. I have Muslims. But if your celebration involves the promotion of the idea that Jesus is the son of God, then it's haram. Completely forbidden. Someone says, how about us at home? We get together, we make a turkey, for example. There's no problem there. What do you make turkey? Whatever you want to make is no issue. You want to sit there at home, you want to bring the food together, you bring the family together, uh, there's no issue there whatsoever. But these things, Christmas trees, and these have got nothing to do with Islam. Nothing. And don't bring these things towards your houses. Keep them far away. Wallah, every time I get lectured on climate change, climate environment, how we should look after the environment, Wallah, preserve the trees for these things, Ya Allah. 
Instead of going around and keeping that tree or putting trees so high, instead a person can come and give that. And how much are you spending on these things? Okay, you want to talk to us about spending and people say you should not spend so much on Israf and Tabdeer. Wallah, what you pay for these trees, there are orphans in the world. Someone says, no, no, but I give the orphans. Give more orphans then. Why are we inculcating this culture into our houses? Rather, on the contrary, I look at another religion and I'm happy for them when they're happy. But there's a difference between the worldview of Bashariya and Insaniya and the worldview of Aqeedah. Let me give you an example. A couple of Christmas ago, it was Christmas Day. And it was also Shahadat al-Zahra alayhi salam. Would you believe there were Muslims on Christmas Day celebrating from the lovers of Ahlul Bayt I'm talking, celebrating the birth of Jesus supposedly or with their families and not one of them knew that this was the period of Fatimiyya. Now you tell me, you show that love in your houses for the birth of Jesus. Do you do the same for the birth of Imam al-Jawad alayhi salam? Let's not talk about Imam Amir al-Mu'mineen or Imam al-Hussein alayhi salam. Imam al-Jawad, do you sit with your children and put presents everywhere? When we were younger, we'd always get idea, don't we? Idea, give an idea, even wallah, even if it's something minor. Or gather your children and bring them together. It is a shame when our children know more about Christmas Day or look forward more to Christmas Day than they do to the wilad of the Imams of Ahlul Bayt Salawatullah alayhim. However, sometimes the problem is our mosques. Our mosques as well can be some of the most boring places on earth where a wilada sounds like a funeral sometimes. Yeah? So when you come and see that on Christmas Day there are Muslims who gather and they want to celebrate but when it comes to an Imam's wilada they go to sleep at 9 o'clock as if there's no birth of a savior like Imam al-Jawad or Imam al-Hadi, Imam al-Askari, who are all saviors in their own right. So when we now come to these things, it is high time that as Muslims, a person looks at Bashariya Insaniya versus Aqaid. Insaniya, you continue with the best akhlaq with your brethren. قُلْ يَا أَهْلَ الْكِتَابِ تَعَالَوْ إِلَىٰ كَلِمَةٍ سَوَاءٍ بَيْنَنَا وَبَيْنَكُمْ أَلَّا نَعْبُدَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ وَلَا نُشْرِكْ بِهِ شَيْئًا The conditions is that we do not do what? We do not put partners to Allah. I will engage in dialogue, but in a common denominator where we don't put partners to God or make gods besides God. On that, I will. There is a caveat here in this discussion or a disclaimer I'd like to make. I think that it is different when it comes to those who are converts. I must make this clear. You may marry a Christian girl who became a Muslim. Yes. Some Muslims may even be married to Christian girls. Because we know that some ulama allow marriage to the people of the book only temporarily. Others allow even with permanent. Now, you may be married to a Christian convert. And someone says, you cannot go and celebrate Christmas now. You're a Muslim. No, her parents are Christian. They've seen their daughter leave Christianity. There's no harm her going to her family's house. And celebrating with them. And even if her family have trees and there's presents, let her give presents. Let, why? Because their world is different to us. They've sacrificed what they were born on in terms of blood to come towards the religion of Islam. On top of that, you want to say to them, don't go and celebrate Christmas with your family members. Your family already know you don't believe Jesus, son of God. You don't need to make it a bigger issue. 
They know that when you became a Muslim, you rejected the idea that he's the son and you went towards the idea that he's what? That he is the prophet of God. So now for this, and I stress on this even when it comes to others, that sometimes when the convert has to return to their families, don't be strict with them. <clears throat> and even with your families, you don't need to be strict. They already know that you've converted. And in some cases that's hard because imagine you're a Muslim, your child converts to another religion. How hard would it be for you? It's not easy, but Islam dictates that the usul al-deen cannot be forced on anyone. La ikraha fi'd-deen. There is no compulsion in religion. The usul cannot be forced. If a person rejects the religion, they reject the religion. But when you have a convert in your midst, do not make things harder for them when it comes to their family members. Try and have that leniency. Because sometimes in our history, it was a Christian convert who saved this religion or served it. What do we mean? In the time of Rasulullah Salman Al-Farsi originally was what? Salman, I always believe. Salman had always been a believer of one pure God. But he went and studied with the Zoroastrians. He went to Judaism, Christianity. He read all the books until he eventually came towards the religion of Islam.